1: Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is the 9th of May. 2013, and it's been a busy week in search. Uh, it's been a busy week in tech. Us, uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, Dave, um, I guess we owe the listeners kind of an apology for last week, huh? I, I
2: guess so. I guess you know what? I, I'm just going to blame Brasco.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, so, I don't think, truthfully, actually, yes, yes. I don't think we owe the <laughs> We don't owe the the listeners an apology, and I don't think Brasco is listening to the apology. apology. Um, neither does the fine state of Florida.
1: Yes, yeah, so it's the fault. I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> I can at least say that the new, the new studios have a very good um, I, IT team so that when we do have an issue like this, within three hours, a major issue where storms came to the area fixed our problems, but we weren't back up in time to get the show back on again, so...
0: So up again within three hours. Unfortunately, it was the wrong three hours. <laughs> but we have, for listeners who, who were looking for last week and then weren't able to hear us, uh, the studio got hit by the closest thing that you could call a hurricane without actually calling it a hurricane. Um, and power down um, Kleenexes all over the place. It's horrible. It's horrible, I right hear. We're back on the air, and so that's all good. Um, Not sure if we're going to be doing a show next week. Uh, We haven't quite worked that out yet because Dave, you're not going to be well. You're not going to be on the continent next week. You're going to be in London, England. I I am. I
2: am. Um, It's you know going to be great. And that day, I'm going to be uh, actually speaking on a on a panel at uh, SMX London. So um, yeah, I I will of course keep people updated. The the time frame means I'm going to be doing it that day. You know, that's actually the day before here. So I'll 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 do the calculations and figure out. if, if I'll be able to do the show next week. But uh, we do have something coming on. I believe it's next week or the week after on a Thursday. Um, it's next week. Wow. It is, it is just creeping week. up it's on
0: us. Hang out. I want to get to that in a moment. But before we do, we just, talk, we just talked about SES London. We just mentioned it. We may as well just stick on that topic for a few minutes. Sure. What are you speaking on next week?
2: Um, I'm doing a, an interesting one. i got a, a good panel line. Uh, your, your friend of mine, Mikkel, is actually moderating the panel I'm on. Um, and it's uh, on uh, prioritizing efforts. So I've got 12 minutes to say, here's how you prioritize your marketing efforts. (laughs) So
0: So really, uh, you're you're flying to London, England to speak um, for 12 minutes on setting priorities.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. it, It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, I mean, the big take, you know this, I know a lot, most people, hopefully, who've been in the industry for a while know it, that oddly, it's 12 minutes just to summarize, to, to think ahead um, and, and plan ahead, right, for, for what you're doing. You know, I mean, you know what I know, you're trying to, to, to get um, – You know, say, in front of a a major industry leader or somebody over Wall Street Journal or something and you do a lot of economic stuff, it's not going to work if you just come to them and go, hey, I wrote this blog you should think to, right? Think ahead. Get your things in place ahead of time. Get in front of them. Get trusted by these resources, Um, you know, and and, and how to prioritize that and schedule it out to to sort of, you know, how do you do, you know, weigh off your SEM, SEO with social media and make sure you're getting the big bang for your buck on a limited budget and um, that's that's hopefully the the big takeaway people get from mine is is you know think ahead and make sure that you're um, you know planning now for the for the things you're you know you're launching a new product two months from now don't try and figure out two months from now how you're going to monetize and how you're going to uh, market that right figure it out now so you can put your ducks in a row or uh, before the actual launch date
0: sort of like in plain English um, if you know you're traveling at Christmas buy your tickets several months in advance.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, heck, in my trip over there, I've already bought my tickets to the Vatican because I'm going down to spend a bit of time in Rome. Right? Get everything in advance and ready and everything's going to go a lot smoother when you get there and you're going to get a bigger bang for your buck um, on the ground.
0: There you go. So well, when do you arrive in London? I'll be arriving
2: in London their time um, at 11.30 tomorrow. Um, so about uh, about two thirty in the morning here.
0: <laughs> tomorrow you 're leaving you 're you're, you're doing the show you 're going home you 're getting packed and you 're hitting the airport
2: already packed i 'm going from here i 'm getting another hour working hour i 'm done and uh, i 'm off to the airport <laughs> so uh, I, I pretty much came in just to organize a few things and make sure I could uh, have uh, have an enjoyable chat with you and uh, and with our listeners
0: Well, have a great trip. Um, Europe's Europe's fun um, London's amazing SES London is the, the capital show of um, search marketing shows in England um, you get to hang out with Mikkel which is we, we had it on a couple weeks ago you get to actually hang with him in person that's always a lot of fun so good audience That'll be great. Yeah, the, yeah I'm looking the, forward to it we'll pose a challenge for you next week uh, we do, We have the show at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11am uh, Pacific um, I don't even know what the hell time that is I think like,
2: 7 or 8 o'clock, depending on... Yeah, it'll be uh, about 7 o'clock. So the only thing is, is 7 o'clock, are we still uh, doing the after-hours festivities on the last day of the conference is really the only question that's coming into play there.
0: uh, Then you have an an even bigger issue, because (laughs) next Thursday at 3.30 p.m., I'm really excited about this... um, Next Thursday, three thirty PM, we're doing our. We're jumping into uh, video. We're jumping into Google Hangouts on Air. We're going to be doing uh, in conjunction with the Sparkle Agency, Debbie Horovitz, and the Sparkle Agency uh, Search News Central uh, Verve Development. So you know David Harry uh, and 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 Mike Clark, um, and. Uh, Michelle Stinson Ross from Firestarter Media in Florida. We're going to be doing a Google Hangout on Integrated SEO 2013. Uh, it's going to feature yourself, Dave Davies, um, me, Jim Hedger, David Harry, Michelle Stinson Ross, and the legendary Dan Thies.
2: <laughs> going to be awesome.
0: Uh, when was the last time you actually spoke with Dan Thies?
2: You know, it's been. uh whew, it's been a couple years. Can't even remember the conference I was at now. But uh, uh, great guy.
0: Yeah, you do remember it being a weird experience. Yeah. And it being a great experience, an enlightening experience, but a weird one. Uh Dan's a Dan's a neat guy. Oh, he's great. Yeah. No, really,
2: really like Dan. Really looking forward to having a chance to chat with him again. Wouldn't want to be in his basement
0: after dark though, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> some weirdness going down on down there <laughs> check the taxidermy supplies oh god <laughs> okay well you know what uh, I owe him so I'm, I, I I owe him that <laughs> so there you go Dan I owe you that you can get me next Thursday um, so yeah uh, it's going to be an open Google Hangout anybody who wants to watch can can you know log in and 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 watch us talk about SEO and social and the you know the role of the SEO in 2013 because it's radically different than it was a few years ago. Interestingly, we're going to be getting to that because one of the one of the main things we're going to be talking about in the show today is an article Christine Chassinger published in Search Engine Watch today about old well, I don't even want to the, the article is titled Five Ways You May Be Stuck in the Good Old Days of SEO and I would really I just can't. I'm just not down with this title. <laughs> I'm down with the article. I love the article, but I'm so not down with the title. Um, SEO has changed a lot, and that, 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 I think there's a lot of confusion, not only in the mainstream, but also in the in the search marketing industry itself. Exactly what the role of an SEO is, mm-hmm. and I'm really looking forward to you know speaking with uh, a. Four other veterans, and just trying to hash through, you know, what we see our roles in the uh, in the search marketing and in the digital marketing spectrum. But you remember the old days, like uh, when people were buying links or keyword stuffing or doing those like never-ending lists of links. I mean, not that
2: I'd have ever done any of those. Certainly not on my affiliate sites. But yes, I, I, I I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors of those
0: rumors about that. <laughs> Well, again, uh, Christine um one of my, you know, one of our, uh, both of our, I, I can easily say, favorite people in search, um, published this article, uh, Five Ways You May Be Stuck in the Good Old Days of SEO," and I'm going to list the uh, the topics, the techniques that she that she mentions, and you know, we're gonna go through them one by one. We're going to to take a break in a few minutes, but I'm going to get the, the 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 techniques that she mentions in first. Number 1 keyword stuffing. Number 2 hidden text. <laughs> wow. <laughs> number 3 link buying. Number 4 content for the sake of content. And number 5 ad spam. These are five different things you'll you'll still find on websites today. They're certainly indicative of um Crap hat SEO for sure, and you know I wouldn't mind going through and looking at some of these things, you know to see if they're being done, why they're still being done. Before we do that, it's just about quarter after the hour. Before before we dive into another large topic, it's an opportune time to take a break here on Webcology. So, friends, you're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We're coming back to talk about five ways you may be stuck in the bad old days of crap-hat SEO after these messages.
1: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break Conversion Conference makes its way back to Chicago June 11th through the 13th. Register now at ConversionConference.com. Conversion Conference Chicago 2013 will feature the best in conversion marketing to help you drive leads and revenue. Plus, WebmasterRadio.fm's Tim Ash will host a premium half-day of landing page optimization training. Learn how to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can get $100 off early bird registration by going to ConversionConference.com and using promo code WMFM. Remember to listen to Tim Ash Mondays on WebmasterRadio.fm for landing page optimization. For the latest details on Conversion Conference, register right now for Conversion Conference Chicago 2013, June 11th through the 13th at ConversionConference.com. My name is Jim Gray and I am a judge of the Superior Court in California. You know that since the federal government first banned marijuana in 1937 that usage in this country has gone up by about 4,000 percent? Or that an American is arrested on marijuana charges every 38 seconds? If you are wondering if any of this makes sense, you are not alone. To find out more, contact the Marijuana Policy Project at 1-877-JOIN-MPP or visit them on the web at mpp.org. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. You're the host, Jim Hedger and Dave Devene.
0: Dude, what was that phone number again, man? <laughs> okay, um... That's a new commercial. I haven't heard that one before. Um, okay, so I want to look at this article. Alright. Do, okay, do you remember... the days when... we had no Google? Oh, Yeah. 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 Way back, I know.
2: <laughs> I'll Google it. I'll find out when that was.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Well, it was before the year 2000. Uh, Google was actually introduced in 1998, but it was you know somewhere late 1999, uh, moving towards the year 2000, that a serious word-of-mouth campaign. I've mm-hmm. n- never seen or heard anything like it before or since. But everyone was suddenly talking about how you have to use Google. And, you know, I'm going to give it the year 2000. Early 2000 was when Google became really well-known in the mainstream. But it wasn't until, like, 2002, after Google had introduced the um, AdWords and the attended AdSense program, that it became the search engine, the number one engine out there, Um, the sexiest thing going, and, and, you know, basically synonymous with the concept of search, and that's when people started spamming the hell out of it, and that's when Google started making significant changes. That, you know, started changing the way search was practiced. Now I go all the way back to the days before Google because of two things Christine mentions in her in her um, search engine watch post. One was the phrase SEO Wild West. Because <laughs> it really was the Wild West at one time. Um, and the other was uh, the, the notation on keyword stuffing. Her number, her number one way to spot you're in the olden days is keyword stuffing. So, at yeah. yeah, one time, all you had to do was show you know, keyword phrase one, keyword phrase two up in the title, and maybe you know, a few mentions in the body text. Heck, we even believed there was a scientific percentage, a scientific ratio of keywords to non keywords found in the body text, you know, called called keyword density. And if you just messed with it and got it right, or, you know, threw a bunch of keywords in at the right time in the right place in the code or in the in, in the in the in the body text, you'd get rankings. And that actually really worked, especially back in like the days of Alta Vista and uh, Lycos was good for that if I remember correctly.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: But that doesn't work anymore. Not even close. Um, when's the last? I mean, think think of some of the pages you come across now, Dave, in your in your client work or uh, when doing competitive audits or whatever. Yeah. Do you ever see like outrageous keyword stuffing anymore? Do you do you, do 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 you do you ever get any repair jobs from crappy SEOs where you know they 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 did that?
2: Uh, more than, well, I, I'm happy to admit, <laughs> more than I think the, the other, uh, the folks who did them would like me to admit. Um, yeah, you know, I, I really do. Um, oftentimes, and I, I'm sure you've, you've seen these too, often it's caused from clients um, <laughs> you know, where they've done the actual work themselves and they're like well i need to cram blue widgets in here every opportunity get my fine blue widgets and they come in blue widgets and white blue widgets and it's like this doesn't even make sense and there it is on the page and then you look at their left nav and it's like one inch blue widgets two inch blue boom 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 all the way down it's like wow i can let let's just run a density analyzer on this for fun <laughs> you know 38 percent for blue all right that's that's the optimal density we're looking for i mean we debate whether there's an exact density, but I know 38 ain't it. <laughs>
0: so, okay, um, so that, that, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that's a contemporary example of how you can get serious keyword stuffing in on a page. Because you know what? I could I can almost see that left-side navigation being appropriate, quarter-inch yeah. blue widgets, three-quarter-inch blue widgets, so two totally yeah. different products.
2: Then you combine that with some um, keyword stuff content, and I think there you're, you're, you're just asking for trouble. <laughs> um, you know, I always operated, and, and I'd, I'd love to hear your take on this, um, under the, the idea that it, no one thing, unless it's really bad, is, is going to get you penalized or, or remove a lack of trust from your site. You know, if you have a navigation that overuses your keyword, for example, and it's clear that you've tried to do that, will they give you a benefit of it Probably because as you point out, there's some good times to do that. But when you add that to a keyword stuff title tag to tag, you know content that reads you know not great for users because the keywords are crammed in there every like 20th word is or keyword phrases, I think you layer these well, things on top of each other and you're in trouble.
0: Something to note. Just because you're not in the top ten doesn't mean you're being penalized. It might feel like you're being penalized, but, <laughs> you know, you can be a perfectly legitimate number 48 website in a world where there's 3,000 websites to do with your exact topic.
2: Right. Well, that's uh, a very good point. Right.
0: So you haven't been penalized. You're just not ranking well. So as an <laughs> SEO, we got to ask the question, okay, well, you're not penalized, so why aren't you ranking well? And you're right. No one thing is going to get you penalized, but there could be one or more little things that are inhibiting a improvement in rankings. Right, um, and I and think that, this is one of them. No, I was about to say that would certainly be one of them. So the question is: You see this on the page in front of you. You got a client who's desperate to like you know start selling some blue widgets. What are you going to do to help them? How do you describe the? One inch blue widget, the quarter inch blue widget, and the three quarter inch blue widget um, correctly but differently on the page, with you know, without, without you know, running a foul of using too damn many keywords.
2: You know, that's always a tough one, isn't it? Um, a really tough one. I mean, one of the strategies I personally like to use to, to take this example, which would clearly be an example of, of an e commerce site, right, or, or something like mm-hmm. that, where we've got these categories of things, you know, rather than having this list. Of you know in your navigation, and we're gonna cross our hundred links rule anyway in a navigation like that, right? Because in in this example, we're listing off you know probably eighty you know different pages, one inch, two inch, three inch, four by two, right, or whatever. All of these blue widgets. Okay, let's shrink this down into categories, so we just have. blue blue widgets wait however you want to categorize them into logical groups and then expand when you get into there so okay i'm just clicking on blue widgets that pop okay let's click there here's our blue widgets that pop and here's all the sizes those ones come in so we're starting to limit the number that's appearing in in the left-hand navigation at any given time Mm -hmm. um you know or, or, or the navigation at all and just starting to segment these things out a little better and what i've found Generally, there, there's exceptions, but generally, in doing that, you can improve your user experience as well, increase your page views, um, increase the number of potential landing pages that you have, because you can have mm-hmm. popping blue widgets now, um, and, and so it, it's generally a win across the board um, for SEOs, for for your users, and uh, you know, and for you in the bottom line.
0: You know, I got nothing to add to that. Seriously, that's <laughs> exact exactly what I would have said. Um... Little to add to that, I mean, now it's just really the way you structure your website. Um, Yeah, You don't want to overdo it, by the way. You don't want to try to, like, get, well, I can get 3,000 landing pages out of this. Okay. (laughs) Like, that's not what Dave meant to say. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, like, simplify the user experience better. More importantly, make it easier for the search spider to figure out what this is when compared to what this product compared to that product is. Oh, definitely. You know, you're, you're, you're presenting the search engine with a bunch of simil- a bunch of stuff that's all similar to each other, and you're not differentiating. In that in that old navigation, under under your plan, you're differentiating. You know, and you're giving you're giving the search engine a reason to give a ranking to the three quarter inch, as well as the half inch. Right. Cool. Let's um, moving up. The next one is hidden text. Good old way number two. And again, I hate these titles because it's not the good old way. Mm. <laughs> hidden text. I don't even, I don't remember any time that hidden text was cool. I'm going. I'm thinking hard here. Um, I've been. I've been. I've been practicing SEO since I think 1998 or something like that. And honest to goodness, I have no idea when hidden text worked. Help me out here, man. I mean, like, you've been, you've been in the game almost as long as I have. How, can you think of any time how hidden text has worked? Uh,
2: well, I've seen it work.
0: Um,
2: okay, uh, yeah, spade is spade. Yeah, I've seen it work. <laughs> um, but at the same time, have I, I've i always leaned more on it. And I think this is your problem and my problem when we're talking about this specifically as a point. is I've seen it work. I've combated sites that have it there um i've never used that background color white you know make this white kind of kind of strategy but we've all seen it and and the reason we've seen it is we've seen it work we've been competing against somebody and we've seen this big block of crap at the bottom that's white on white or pixel size three or whatever right that that's just Mm -hmm. irrelevant text added into a page I think the reason you've never done it, I've never done it, is instinct tells you you're about to get penalized. And I've never <laughs> seen them last long, because when I see them and they're against one of my clients, okay, we can we can debate that reporting site's uh, unethical part. I do. And I'll just jump out there and go, right. if I see somebody using a strategy I can report against one of my clients, my obligation is to my client. And I will report them. Not and they mean, never last long. Yeah, you've been out there, you've
0: said that many times before, so it's, you know that's, that's nothing new. Um... <laughs> Well, how about, um, how about the, uh, the 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 script, the CSS scripting technique where you do uh, font size equals zero?
2: Yep. You can also do uh, like uh, you know, and off you go three thousand pixels to the left, right? <laughs> like, and just just be <laughs> uh, you know. There's there's a number of ways that uh, that you can pull that off. Um, some of them more creative than the others um I, I will be on like the first time i saw three thousand picks last i mean we're going back years and years here but the first time i saw it i was like oh hey that's clever and spam report <laughs> but, but i was like okay that's clever," because when you're looking for something and then you don't see it on the page you're like you know find this on the page and it's not flashing red so you know it's on the page but you can't see it you go to the code uh well, or oh, control there, there a is. yeah is also
0: control <laughs> a. um now here's, here's the thing about the uh about hidden text or about um, text hidden by Java, uh, by uh, CSS, it's hard to find. They got to uh, – Google has to be notified of it or know to look for it. It has to – you know, this is like often a manual catch. Yeah. So if you're doing this and if they get turned on to your website, understand this. You got a live human looking at your site. And I think, you know, once you know, you know it's like when you're when you're told to do something by your boss, you're kind of annoyed, right? So your boss says, Hey, go check out the site for hidden text and the Google employee goes and checks out your site for hidden text and they're probably not feeling good about checking out your site for hidden text and they're doing it right now. So if you're using hidden text, friend, you got a problem. Or you well, you don't necessarily have a problem, but if you do, it's bigger than you think.
2: Indeed. Now, an example I've seen quite often lately, more than others, and, and to me, it's a sign of poor development, but something to be aware of. And it's one of those we're hitting into the gray. But I have a problem with it as an SEO, which means there's there's a problem here. Um, is and it uses CSS as well, and I, I see it a lot in in conjunction with logos. Right, a person will put their logo up there, and then they have the text over, you know, in behind this image. Now, I don't have a problem, and and I'm interested to hear your impression on this. I don't have a problem if the text they're putting behind it is the same text that's in their image. No problem, right? If it's your brand with your tagline or whatever, great. Okay, you're just giving Google an easier opportunity to understand what this image is. Fantastic, And, and to count it. But... I see a lot of that with you know full descriptions with the keywords in there, h ing it <laughs>
0: that's, that's bogus that's total that's bogus. you don't, yeah. well, why would you do that? You're hiding text and and besides which you have images give you ample opportunity using a, a title or the um the alt text to present information to the to the engine anyway. so why yeah. spam yeah agreed <laughs> um I mean you know what maybe people don't know that there's a way to optimize the image. Maybe they think they gotta put this information hidden beneath the image. Um, If they're smart enough to know how to hide it though, I think they're smart enough to know that there's other ways to tag your image.
2: Yeah, well, and you kind of wonder, as as I often hit when I'm looking at black hat strategies and stuff, and I'm sure you do too, where it's just like, why? It's not that much harder to just do it right. <laughs> not like
0: you're getting a huge gain from this trick. I mean, this isn't even a particularly clever trick. <laughs> like, no, exactly. I mean, it's the same thing. I, 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 I wonder the same thing about criminals. I mean, you get these criminals who, like, get these total Rube Goldberg plans, you know, these insane, complex plans to pull off some some stupid crime or brilliant crime. But when you think about it, they'd make a whole bunch more money just working in the private sector. (laughs) (laughs) They'd make a whole bunch more money just getting a real job.
2: And when you get caught, you'll get a buyout.
0: Um (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of buyouts, okay, but you know what? Let's hit one more topic before we go to commercial. Um, and this one, this is a good one. We need to go five minutes on this easy. One way you might be in the bad old days of SEO is uh, if you're buying links. If you're out there having to buy links, and I don't think she's getting at um, buying an advertisement in a re- an advertisement link in a relative in a relative place, right? You know, like if the if the if the say you have a um hot dog restaurant i don't think there's any problem buying advertising on your local tourism site you know right but it's when you go out and you're buying massive amounts of links here there and everywhere and suddenly you know you're appearing in columns of links that are clearly purchased and Uh there's a Established pattern that Google sees you doing. Then I think you're yes.
2: Uh, Well, for sure, for sure. Um, Yeah, and I I think you're right. I mean, you you look at there. There's lots of opportunities um, to purchase links that I put in the category of um, acceptable. Um, You know, there I'm looking at you know. I have a Yahoo directory listing, a Best of the Web directory listing. I mean, to go to the lowest level of paid link, right, or the most common, right? Directory. Yeah, I don't
0: know if uh, that counts you know, exactly, but okay. No, because you're
2: technically you're paying for the review, but you know, it, do you get a lot of traffic from your Yahoo directory listing? No, but it does get to send that signal to Google because they know Yahoo will take your money and say, yeah, your site sucks, and <laughs> that's that. Um, you paid for the review, that okay? You know, it, it does pass that that strength across. So you're purchasing it essentially. For the authority of that review to point to your site and the SEO benefits therein.
0: Well, um, and it's the same. It's the same thing with Best of the Web. You yeah. don't get into the Best of the Web directory unless the Best of the Web employee has gone through your website, make sure it hits X number of quality criteria, um, make sure that you're not spamming, and does all like like you said, like like with the like with the Yahoo directory, a live person does a series of like, you know, manual human checks on a website, and this live human employee signs their name on something, signs off on it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, which is great. And, I mean, that's really what you're paying for. And it, it works for Google. And I think you've hit on a great one, too, purchasing advertising on a, on a totally relevant um, location. You know, yeah, I, I, nobody's going to have a problem with it. I mean, heck, chances are it's an image and chances are, well, chances are it's running through a script. But even if it's not, I don't think that's where you get into trouble. But, yeah, I think, you know, what we're talking about are those run-a-site footer links and, you know, the the the, the paid, um, you know, sort of blog roll links and, and this and that and the other thing. And I think that it, they used to work. They still do to certain capacities. I mean, you know that. I know that. I don't use them. I'm sure you don't either. Um, but they do. We've all been in competitions against sites where you're like, "All right, that's how they're doing it." <laughs> okay, and you look through and go, "Well, no, I can't prove it either." So hang on, I can't well, prove they're paying it. So,
0: you know, we we get the same sort of thing is happening today in the social media world. Um, or in the in the video world, uh, the YouTube world. I was at a part I was at a, a restaurant opening um, about two weeks ago, and a fellow from the industry comes up to me, no names or nothing. Comes up to me and says, "Hey, you know, I know you. I know you're getting into videos. I know you're you're re- really getting into uh, Google Hangouts. I can, you know, I can get you like 10,000 likes on you on your next video, right? 10,000, 10,000 views on your next video." No, you can't. <laughs> you can't yeah. do that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can. I can. Do you have a test video that we can test this out on? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, like, you know, I can't even be <laughs> talking to you anymore. Um, this is the last thing I need is, you know, you going on making somebody else in the room this offer and them seeing you and me huddling together is the last thing I need. Um, right, right. Well, actually, it's the second last thing I need. The last thing I need is a video sitting in my YouTube directory and in in my personalized YouTube channel or anything associated with me or my company, having a 10,000-view purchase made on its behalf. That's the last thing I want or need because I'm going to get screwed by that somehow, if not today, sometime in the future. And kids, remember this at home. When you're talking Google, everything you do now as a professional, as an SEO or web developer or a marketer or whatever, if you're talking Google, everything you do is somehow being tagged to you or the organization you works for. It's being tagged to your profile. Everything you do with Google. So you're going to go out there and spam the heck out of Google? (laughs) And think. And I'll tell you, they ain't going to forget, because they're electronic. You're going to forget that they remember before they forget. Yep. That well, that's exactly how it works. That actually and they, makes sense.
2: Yeah, and the, well, and the thing is, and I think it's important to know too, and I think you're, this is what you're touching on, they'll catch you eventually. Like, even if they don't catch you now, they'll catch you. And when they do, they can make this retroactive. Um, <laughs> so. and
0: yeah, remember, remember, remember when we were kids that you know, like, somebody would say, this is going to down your permanent record, and you'd tease them by by taunting that back at them. This is going to go down on my permanent record. Well, actually, <laughs> it will. Yeah. It exists
1: now. <laughs>
0: it didn't exist when we were kids because, like, you know, the adults were way too stoned to keep personal records. Personal I knew it. <laughs> Nowadays, the adults are still way too stoned, but they have computers doing it for them. Right. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. on that, it's uh, it's uh, 35 or 25 minutes to the top of the hour. I know that we're going to be off at five minutes to the top of the hour for the news breaks. This is another opportune time to take a, uh, a quick break here on Webcology. We're going to be coming back talking about a, f- a couple of other serious sins that, that might have been made in the bad old days or the good old days, depending on how you looked at them. But before we <laughs> do... Before we do, we got to get some, well, we got to make some money. So, on behalf of Dave Davis, and am being sarcastic. This is Jim Edge from Digital Always Media. you listen to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned. More fun coming up. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. will be
1: back after this short break. Time now for another exciting episode of Ace of Analytics. Brought to you by analyticsocio.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. <laughs>
2: Hey,
0: that fruitless
1: rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with analyticsseo.com. Fuck! Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader
0: officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
1: Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to to dominate. (laughs) AimClear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, (laughs) and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. AimClear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social.
2: Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the
0: Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
1: Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology. Only on Webmaster Radio.fm. You're the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey Dave. Hey Dave Dave.
0: Guess what, man? I got like a new sound effect for our show. I want to do Rhino Laugh. Whoa, ho 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 That is... Uh, that's the weirdest commercial in, in Webmaster Radio's history. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. No making fun of commercials. Don't, oh, don't do that. Um, hey, Dave, when you're in London, there's a fellow named Grant Simmons you got to get in touch with. He's uh, based in San Francisco. He's a Brit, but he's based in San Francisco. I'm telling you, when, uh, when you get a chance, um, he knows to look for you. I've just uh, been... Uh, He just uh, pinged me in Facebook to uh, ask me to ask you to look for him. Okay. So there you go, Grant Simmons. If you get a chance to hook up with him him in London, I strongly recommend it. Dude's brilliant and hilarious. Um, Okay, so how do you know when you're in the bad old days of of – one of the ways you know you're in the good old days of SEO, which might be the bad old days? Content, for content's sake. When was this, oh my goodness um hell um I think we're thinking two thousand and four two thousand and five um remember when content became like just the thing this is beyond the, uh, the <laughs> beyond the mantra content is king um God, I can't remember which which google update it was which which I'll go update, but suddenly content was everything, and we had to pull content out. Um, this is just after I'd left Stepforth, so it's got to be 2007 perhaps, 2008, and I you just had to bulk your website out of content. That was the world. Just get more... You got a problem? Throw content at it. It <laughs> doesn't seem to work anymore. I love, I love uh, Christine, <laughs> the example Christine uses in, the, in, in uh, Search Engine Watch. Here is an article on frogs. Frogs are green. Frogs <laughs> live in water. Frogs like to jump, and they're not toads. Thank you for reading our article on frogs. Now, that is a typical um, article that might have been published by one of those content factories.
2: I, I know. I was um, going to say, I wonder if this was taken directly off eHow, or if... <laughs> okay. I think... No, could-
0: I think it's a, it's an artist's renditioning of what you might find on eHow. How's that? It's an That's artist's weird. renditioning. <laughs> no lawsuits here. <laughs> um, but you know what? I mean, like, I think I can get away with saying this without putting the station in a position of jeopardy. Uh, Let's face it, a lot of the content found at those content factories, and yeah, eHow, we're looking at you, was crap. not to say all of it was crap. I mean, heck, throw an infinite number of monkeys in a room full of an infinite number of typewriters (laughs) and you will get something that's not crap. (laughs) And eHow does have a lot of content.
2: They, they do and, and you're right not all of it i mean there's I, i'm sure you've landed there and gone yeah that was it i am I just wanted to know how to bake a potato uh, this is a lot better than wikipedia's potatoes in iowa right? <laughs>
0: like,
2: um you know there there are times where their content was 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 fine but uh but you're right there, there's a lot of just rubbish um Man. and that's what happens when you have a content farm right it's
0: Well, and these happen. These content farms evolved for a couple of reasons. You know, you know the biggest reason it evolved, and it's not because of that time where you know if you have a problem, throw content at it. The biggest reason these things evolved was because of Google's AdSense program. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks. Nothing happens on the web unless there's a payoff. Right? Why bother? Like honestly, why bother doing something on the web unless there's a payoff? And so. Why is somebody going to make a whole, make and populate websites with a bunch of crappy content unless there's a payoff somewhere? And the payoff primarily came through Google's own program itself, AdSense. <laughs> so, you know, to distribute the advertising program, which was brilliant, Google gave webmasters the chance to put Google advertising on their pages and do a relatively 50 a 50 rev split. Every time the ad gets clicked, you get 50%, Google gets 50%. Well, that made a whole. That made people set up a whole bunch of stupid sites that were just made for AdSense. So there's two ways to get content for a made-for-AdSense site. One is to gratuitously scrape other people's content. It, that's happened to you about a gajillion times, eh? Yep. And you, God, just, did that, that just made you so mad, too. You did all this work on an article, and then somebody else is making money off it, and they got nothing to do with you? Yep. That just pissed me off when that happened, but okay. So you can either gratuitously scrape, or you can purchase crap content at you know pennies on the pennies on fractions of pennies on the word. So you know people went and purchased crap content once Google started penalizing duplicate content. Yep. They would populate these pages, and uh, they'd you know show up in search rankings, and more importantly. They would present the viewer with dozens of semi relevant ads which some of which we get clicked on or get bot clicked and the uh, the crap webmaster who made who put up this crap farmed content would make some money if you do this in volume you make a lot of money but if a lot of people do this in great volume, you get a lot of crappy spam jamming up the search index mm-hmm. So Google comes down on this, and they came down on it using something called Panda, the Panda updates. And, and people got to remember, Panda is about two years old, you know, somewhere between 18, 18 months to 24 months old. And it was so complicated that Google did what was it? Like almost 30 unique Panda updates before actually incorporate in its algor- in the in the core algorithm.
2: That's right. Yep.
0: Um, so Panda was there to basically find this crappy content, content, this content that made little sense or you know didn't really offer web users any value, and try to move that content out of the uh, out of the indexes. To you know, to, to one degree or another, it worked. Um, I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to say it's worked 100%, but if you're buying, con- buying crappy content, um, you're probably hurting yourself. And there's one other thing, I wanna, uh, the point I want to make on, on this content farming, crappy content. That precipitated a race to the bottom when it came to content generation, professional content generation it made it harder for guys like me who actually really work hard on web web content you know, to make a living um, if somebody's somebody will write for fractions of a cent per word how's you know a real content house going to make a living so anyway that, that's a precipitated a race to the bottom that I, that we haven't come out of yet and even though clients need really good content, the cost of developing that content is, oft, is often prohibitive.
2: Yeah. But, well, that's very true. That's very true. It's expensive to write good content. <laughs> uh, either, you know, you know, I often write my Well, I only ever write my own, but I mean the, the work for, for being stocking in our blog and stuff, I often write it, um, and, you know, in, into our blog and stuff. And it, you know, it may not cost me money to write my own, but you know I could have been earning in that time I was writing it so you're right it is it's very expensive to write um, either write content or have your own um, content generated that's of a, of a good quality but um, you know if nothing else we saw from and I mean I, I admit it there was a little bit of satisfaction when the panda round of, of updates hit um, as a content provider you had to look and go there that's why especially to your existing clients that's why you paid us
0: <laughs> right
2: there that's why you pay us
0: you're telling me man I love Panda. <laughs> really? I do. I've 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 never been bothered by it.
2: No, it's uh it's it's a wonderful wonderful uh wonderful update. And you know what? I, I mean as much as we are SEOs, we are probably the most hungry users of search as well to find information and on that count too I'm going oh thank you. <laughs> Because <laughs> I am just looking for a way to bake a potato. <laughs> Thank you for clearing out the crap. Um, you know, and to some degree, there will always be crap there. There'll always some, be some black hat that works. There'll always be content spamming. There'll, all of these things, and, and some of it will work for periods. But um, you know, I, I was glad to see this come across, and it's going to be a lot harder for um, you know good SEOs to be overshadowed by crappy strategies, which was happening for a while, where gray hat, black hat, and just crap hat was beating out good ethical white hat, you know, strategies. And then these rounds of updates started a couple of years ago. And I mean, they were ongoing before that, but then they really started to hit and you could sort of go, okay. And now's where we get our reward <laughs> for, for trying to follow the guidelines as best we can.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, there's still, um, companies uh, you get solicited. I get solicited
1: mm-hmm. every
0: day by uh, uh, firms, often offshore, sometimes, sometimes North American, who offer incredible value for valueless product. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, and when you do that equation, you know, you, you, you actually can't multiply any object by zero and not get zero. <laughs> <laughs> or any number of <laughs> objects by zero, and not end up at zero. <laughs> so right. you might get great value on a valueless product. You're still left valueless. Right.
2: Even a dollar was too much because you ended up with nothing. That's um, it
0: exactly. Okay. There's <laughs> there's one last thing that we should you know we're, remember we're down to our last four minutes. I'm want to get uh, uh, you know what this is probably even better for you to cover than me because I really don't spend a lot of time in the ad world. Um, ad spam. Yep. I tend not to deal with uh, websites that have advertising on them. Um, you know, right. the, 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 the sites I deal with tend to be corporate, um, often inter- internal corporate sites or um, business-to-business sites that don't have a lot of B2C advertising. I, mean, I know some of your clients do, though. And, um, I, I, I just, I, I, if I remember correctly, some of your clients do. Yeah,
2: they do, you, yeah. Ever had
0: this, you ever had this problem where they just have way too many ads on page and they got kicked for it?
2: Oh yes, oh yes, <laughs> and and if Christine's listening right now, she'll chuckle because of, of some advice she had given me in dealing with this. <laughs> um, so that that'll be that'll be kind of humorous. Um, but yes, there's there's one that is just front and center in my brain right now that was um, by far, um, I guess I'll say, over optimized in the advertising department. Um, not quite to the example she had listed in her, uh, you know, and she used an extreme example in, in the article, um, but you know, not that far off. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just, I think a lot of advertisers get inspired to that, not so much from the AdSense side of things, um, which is a little different, um, but once advertisers started getting into the CPM, model. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, And I think that's what inspired this. Well, why would I just get, uh, you know, one impression when I can get 12? Right? Well, because (laughs) your (laughs) user experience is degrading rapidly. Um, You know, and yeah, you would see just wax and wax of these ads all over a page so that they can get a higher and higher monetization. Put on two, I've just doubled my revenue. Holy crap. Well, what if I put on three? And, and up it goes, because greed drives. It, it just does. Um, and then Google came along and went, you know, basically you're destroying your user experience here to where, and, and I have seen sites like hers where the content is this little bubble in the bottom. Uh, or in the middle, and it's like I can barely even make out where the title was in there. Um, and, you know, they they've started penalizing it, and I guess not penalizing it, they started degrading the value of a site. So I, I don't know if we want to call that a penalty or just a your your site value has been degraded here um, based on the number of ads above the fold and the placement of the ads. And to me, that's a huge win. Um, you know they've been doing it before that in, in sort of a secondary way and you know we've always known this by just recording what is the user stick time on a page? what is you know when they click through, do they bounce back? So it's always kind of been there. Um, but they got a little more aggressive in it going, okay, well we might be confusing. That user may have a good stick time because they get confused and click on an ad by accident. Right. Then, then their stick time was okay because they left all together, but actually the user experience still sucked. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've definitely seen it, and there's there's a it, it's a hard hard sell on clients who are dealing with this problem where it's like what you're I'm telling you this from a Google perspective. What you're hearing is I want you to take your 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 revenue and cut it by a third, right? Just out of the gate, I'm telling you to slash your revenue by a third
0: uh, by over. taking you know. Yeah. Moreover, it's not even that Google really cares about the user experience vis-a-vis the page that the user's on. Google cares about the user's experience in relation to the page Google serves them in the search results. Right. Google obviously doesn't care if you load your page up with ads. You want to be a jerk? Be a jerk. They don't care. What they care is what their search users feel about the reference they were given.
2: That's a really good point. Yeah, so um, and, and
0: I just want to get that in there. It's not that it's not that Google wants like the web to be a certain way. It's that they want their users to get valuable, valuable resources, or get, go to a valuable resource every time they do a search at Google. Otherwise, right. they might search at Bing. So, <laughs> right. so Google will devalue you if you look like a, if you make them look like jerks.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right, because Google needs people to use Google to, to click on AdWords.
0: Right? So. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? On that we've done it. It's two fifty five. It's five minutes to the top of the hour. We're going into a um into a radio news break and then we have affiliate marketing insider coming up after us. And uh Dave, I think it's it. We did it. That's it. So, not sure if we're having a show next week. I think we're going to have to check on on Dave's availability. Um, And also, uh, we are doing the Google Hangout at uh, 3.30 Eastern next week, which Dave Davies will be a part of, live from London, England. Friends, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and that's Dave at beanstalkseo.com. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Jim at digitalalwaysmedia.com listen to Web College and Webmaster Radio at FM, check us out next week.